Hello, my name is Rok Sekernik. I'm a third year PhD student in the area of chemical biology and I'd like to present to you today uh, the work we do in our laboratory on determining protein structures and why they're important for general health and drug discovery uh, and we're going to look at how a model like this is made in our laboratories. Proteins are natural uh, components of a human body and they have very interesting medicinal properties. Uh, if they go wrong, a person uh, goes down with severe illness and so uh, people know that drugs quite often work on proteins. Uh, in our laboratories we're very interested in uh, how to stop certain proteins from working and, and that can, if we're lucky and successful, deliver a drug. Uh, my particular interest is in determining the structure of a protein to understand how it works on the smallest level. Remember that proteins are probably about uh, one, so it's a nanometer big, that is pretty small, and so we use particular techniques I'm going to talk about to determine a structure, and ultimately the goal is to uh, produce something like this. And this is, a, for example, a 3D printed model of a protein. On top here we have an alpha helix, which uh, continues in what we call beta strands. We see here uh, in white particular amino acids that make up the so-called active site. Uh, in green we see an inhibitor, a drug that's, uh, that's now being delivered to patients and stops the enzyme. And in, in orange here we have a, an atom of iron, this is the active site, iron, uh, sitting in what we call the double barrel. Uh, it's made of, of these long blue strands that go around and around uh, making this lovely, lovely protein structures. So this is an alpha helix, another alpha helix here, yet another alpha helix uh, interspersed with with beta strands. In our laboratories we, we use uh, techniques like growing bacterial cultures to make proteins. We then purify proteins in a room a bit like this. Uh, behind me are many many different chromatographic columns. Uh, we make use of the fact that proteins have different chemical properties and so we can match those with an appropriate column to purify out a protein that we're interested in and make it very pure for further studies. We can then crystallize a protein. Uh, pr that means that we get proteins to sit one next to each other in all dimensions, many, many, many copies that look exactly the same in, 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 in the three directions. And if we're successful in crystallizing uh, protein, so it looks just like a crystal of salt that you can see uh, in your kitchen, uh, then we might be able to determine its structure. Once we determine its structure, we really understand how a protein works and how we can stop it from working in case the protein is involved in a disease. Um, and uh, this is really what we do in, here in Chemistry Research Laboratory in Oxford. Before we can understand the structure of a protein, we have to convince the protein to crystallize. And this is not a trivial, um, trivial matter. So, protein only crystallizes in very specific conditions. We have to find those. Back in the day when robots like this were unavailable, people had to manually pipette one condition by one uh, until at some point they found the right one. Now we can do 100 conditions 
in, in, in just a few minutes. So we can screen through thousands and thousands of these uh, in a day. When we find the right condition that the protein likes, in other words, uh, that the protein is able to then sort itself in, in an orderly fashion, it will crystallize. And it's a beautiful thing to see a, a, a protein crystal coming from solution out of nowhere, basically. And in a room like this, where we've got um, this amazing robot, uh, all of this work is done automatically. Um, the robot pipettes these 100 different conditions onto a plate, which we then take into an incubator and wait for the protein to do its, its business and either crystallize or not. Once we have a crystal, we can then uh, start doing the um, X-ray diffractometry and, and start determining the actual structure and the structure helps us to understand how the enzyme works and whether we can then uh, design a molecule that will bind to it and then that will deliver a drug in the end if we're lucky. So in an incubator like this uh, we grow our protein crystals and there's a camera that watches uh, our protein solution in real time and uh, it's updating as, as we speak this is a solution of a protein and we're hoping and waiting for it to come out as a, as a crystal. So we screen thousands and thousands of these conditions until one hopefully gives us uh, a condition where the protein crystallizes uh, that we can then take into further studies. And so here we see pictures of each individual condition from thousands and thousands of the ones that we prepared, hoping for the one. So what we're looking at here is now a plastic model of a protein structure. So these different models represent all different proteins uh, for which the structures have been determined in the past. Most of them actually in, in these laboratories. So we have a bacterial enzyme here called YCFD. We have an, an enzyme called ABH2 which is involved in DNA repair. So we've got a, a molecule of DNA there connected to the enzyme. We have myoglobin and, and, and other enzymes. And so we can now print hundreds of these in principle, showing all the different structures of enzymes that we're interested in with different medicinal properties. We can use this for our own understanding of what the structure looks like, really in, in literally in three dimensions, or we can use it for, um, for teaching purposes. We can show students how an enzyme structure actually looks like. Uh, we, can, we can show people what protein is and so get rid of some of these uh, misconceptions about proteins. Uh, and we can really just delight in the beauty of nature that, that exists in so many different, different forms. So here we are next to an X-ray diffractometer behind me and this is where we actually take pictures of proteins. Uh, my PhD was done on an enzyme that is involved uh, in, in some sort of tumor formations in humans so I was quite interested in what the uh, structure of it is and so I used this machine to eventually determine the structure of it uh, which I now have as a, as a 3D printed toy really in my hands which helped me understand how uh, the enzyme does uh, its job in a cell and so it will eventually help us to develop some compounds, medicines, drugs uh, that might hopefully 
uh, help patients that have problems with this, with this enzyme. And so I would like to just point your attention to, the, to this incredible machine behind us that generates x-rays. It's a very, very uh, um, high, sorry, low wavelength of light uh, sources of energy. And they take a picture of a crystal that we see mounted on, on the loop on the screen. So crystals are very small and we need very, very fine light passed through. And as they diffract, uh, we can then see what we call electron, well, we see diffraction pattern from which we calculate what we call electron density. And then electron density tells us what an enzyme looks like uh, in nature.